As always, this week's podcast is brought to you by Appear on Clothing. You can purchase Appear on Clothing at www.appearon-clothing.com. Brand new launch is due out this month. We've got five new polos. And anybody listening to this podcast this week will receive 10% off on launch. Just use code BOGEYBOYS10 at checkout. Thank you for all your support and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your hosts, Kevin and Mark. This is episode 14, Wyndham Wins. Wyndham Wins, I like it. Top of the dome, that again. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into our golf tour dinner 2023, went down a treat, didn't it? Good one. Unbelievable. Rick Daniels providing the goods as always. What a day he puts on. I know. Good organisation. All right, golf. I think we we set the bar too high, didn't we? Thinking that we had to have 90 points. Yeah, 85 one. So set the scene on the 83, format. 83, wasn't it? 85, I think. Was it 85? Yeah. So just to set the scene on the golf for the day, it was at Lancaster Golf Club. Um, First time I've played that. Is it? Yeah. But it was best two of four. Full handicap, wasn't it? It was. Best two scores of four. Stableford. Yeah. We so got So we were thinking ninety points for context. And we got seventy nine. Yeah. We had a two pointer on the fatness hole ever. Oh my god. If anyone's played Lancaster, I think is it the second to last par three, because it finishes on a par three, doesn't it? Yeah. So the second to last par three and the green goes left to right, but none of us really It's the fourteenth, isn't it? Is it? And the wind was blowing left to right as well. It was only a wedge, wasn't it? Little, yeah, 130 yards. Yeah, nine iron. And, yeah, all of us missed the green, and none of us got up and down, so it was like... I hit it 185 <laughs> yards, I think. I, just, I was just trying to got pl- the green in two, did I you? I was just trying to play a little thuddy one in there, and just fatted it. Yeah. But you know what? We started off well, didn't we? We, we were getting it going, and then... I don't know if you want to talk about my birdie on eight. Let's talk about my birdie on eight. Drive a nine iron to 40 foot, knock it in, add a shot, three for four points... It's great the way there's no spit, uh, no pitches on your speech in it. Because like <laughs> your driver went about fifty yards left behind the tree, your nine iron went to about sixty foot, not forty. You know what? Foot. It's never, it's never a pretty picture playing at me though, Kev. No, you know the situation, mate. It's around the greens, ruthless. It's just how long it takes me to get there. I know, but yeah, we we done all right. We could have done better. I think <laughs> your first tee shot was the best. Oh my god! One like crossbar, one like low hanging branch. It just nailed it and went down. Lucky to make like the... Tony Yaboa's goal for yeah, these, exactly right? that. Yeah. yeah, lucky to make the dip. It was, but it did make the dip, and we had scored on that all as well. Thank you very much. You did so scored on most goals. I was back, and then brought straight back down to earth on Saturday. What happened Saturday? Past champion spring meeting, teeing off first. Honorary tea time for past champions, like <laughs> at the Masters. That's what I felt like anyway. And then... And you played it. like a past champion as well. <laughs> yeah, missed cut. So, yeah, I um, I turned up an hour early, practised, done all my... 
preparation, bit of chipping, bit of putting, unbelievable. Um, everything was going well. First tee shot, it's a five iron, should have been a four iron, ripped it, just short right, never got up and down, thinking, okay, not doing too bad. Second hole, nearly missed the 17th fairway. <laughs> Left? Yeah. Oh my God. I thought, God. here we go again. Get it back in play. End up making a six. So I'm thinking, right, two over through two, you're not doing too bad. Then three over through eight. You know not what? Bad. You've got seven shots here, Mark. You're doing well. This could be on. This could, could be on. Then par five off the white on nine, isn't it? Get your four iron out, lad. You can't reach it in two anyway. Just get it onto the fairway, anywhere in the fairway. It's wide, it's massive. Then get your little five iron, four iron over the through the gap. You've got a wedge in. Have a birdie put, walk off, three over front nine, you've got a chance. It's a 36 holder, plenty of holes to play. Pretty much shank a four iron out of bounds, <laughs> right? <laughs> Honestly, like if if I tried to explain where this tree was, isn't pretty much not 90 degree right, probably 85 degree right. Well, over that little so do you know where the outer bounds starts and you've got the graveyard on the right of nine? Yeah. There's a big massive tree. And I've just hit it, and it's just going straight out. And I'm like, oh, please get lucky. And it's just gone out of bounds. I've hit my next one, the exact same spot, the exact same shot, but it didn't go far enough, so it just stayed in bounds. Ends up making a treble bogey eight oh on that hole. <laughs> then the next hole, I'm still raging off it. Snap up a seven iron, or no, six iron maybe. Nearly put it on the fifth tee, left wow. of the gorse bush on ten. Found it, duffed it, duffed it again. Got up and down for an unbelievable five. <laughs> Next hole, top me tee shot into the heather on the left. And the fellas are going, it's metal, you might stay six holes, you might as well go again. And I was ranging on the tee, I was like, no, I'll find that. <laughs> Never found it to jog back the tee. How far are you talking? Um, like a top. Or a not scuttle. a full, not a full, yeah, like a low scuttle left. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a full top. Low, low of the face didn't go high, just a dipper, mm. a little dipper as I call them. Um, from there, ran back the tea, fuming, knackered <laughs> on the tea, ripper three. I don't know how. Made a eight on that, so I've gone eight five eight. Card ruined. I've hit three with off the next tee because I've ripped it on 11. I thought. So you're on triple, double quad? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I've hit. I've hit my three woods on 12. What were you hitting on all the other holes? How come you're hitting irons and three woods and that? Right? What's the big Well, I, I was hitting driver well. And so I've just you? changed my mindset on that. I, I just don't know. I just don't. I just don't know because. Do you know why? The fourth. Because me. My mindset on nine is that I can't reach it in two. I haven't got the distance, and it's a par five. And if I hit driver, it brings everything that's dangerous in play. And if I hit three woods, there's a possibility of the hook or the slice, the two-way miss that I've got, um, and there's out of bounds right. So if I hit four iron, it's the safety play. You know, just the the actual target to hit that four iron is huge. Mm. So even if you pull it slightly or block it slightly, there's loads of space there. So the only way that you can make a mistake is to do what I've done. And, and then me, I just fell off because I re- 
because I had 35 points at Lancaster, all right, I didn't play amazing, but I played all right. I shot seven over, and then on, and I'm three over, three eight. So I'm thinking, do you know what? Like, even though I'm not swinging amazing, I'm scoring quite well. You're thinking back-to-back breaking 80? I'm thinking back-to-back breaking 80. gives me a chance next week for the spring. Obviously, won't win it, but it's good just to put them cards in, isn't it? So go. that happens anyway. I'm back to 12. I've hit a three-wood off the tee, right, just short of the gorse bush. Then I've hit my second shot because I couldn't get to the green, just put it back into play. And I've got like 110 yards. So... Yeah, I'm just thinking, knock it on the green, miss the putt, bogey, sort of stops the rot, chunk it into the bunker short, thin it out the bunker over the back of the green, duff me chip, three putt. What, what is that? It's an eight. No, no, not three oh, eight. might have been a seven. I can't remember, but I just know that. Just for comedic purposes, let's call let's it an eight. eight. Three eights and four holes. Let's do that, yeah. And then <laughs> I've stood on the um, 13th, the par three, and like I'm just, I'm I'm out. It's out of body experience at this moment. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm thinking. Stood on the eighth. I mean, stood on the thirteenth um, with an eight iron, and I've nearly put it on the twelfth fairway. Really? Yeah. Over the tree left, left of the bushes. <laughs> I just thought, surely it's not going to go that far left. And then I just said to the lads, "I am getting off." We backed it go a bit, but. Um, that wasn't the reason I left. I left because I couldn't physically do that anymore. You've got to see it through. I don't think I, I can't remember the last time I walked off a golf course. But Jimmy back was hitting. It was too much <laughs> don't golf. Give bollocks. No <laughs> injury. Too much golf. Yeah, played Thursday, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we we done well in the tour dinner as well. Back to back to the Myersco tour dinner event. It was good, wasn't it? They do a raffle. As yeah, well, you put your name we, on a tenner. Put your name on your tenner. We cleaned up. I won a wedge. Greg won everything apart from the holiday. You won. I won an open flag. I think flag. you won the best. You know, that was unbelievable. Like. Yeah, signed open flag by Gary Woodland and Xander Shoffley. No. Colin Morikawa. No. Gary Woodland, Paul Laurie, and someone else. Did and then they yeah, got a signed shirt by Xander Shoffley as well. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, 150th open flag, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sick, pretty sick. Like, David won a four ball at Windermere. Greg won three bottles of booze and was raging. They didn't get anything golf. Then he went on to win a Callaway golf bag. Callaway golf bag, the half balls, and then another raffle he won a load of t shirts. Five t shirts. Five t shirts and a hat and, and something else. Basically, an umbrella. Yeah, two umbrellas. Two yeah. umbrellas, and then swapped his umbrella for the bag. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> another, like, an actual backpack. And, yeah, he absolutely he smashed it, didn't he? he? Yeah. yeah. And I swapped my wedge for a putter. Somebody won a putter. So I swapped my wedge for um, the Odyssey FXR, I'm going to say it's called. Oh, the Versa thing. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. So I forgot you'd done that. That was another thing at, at three putters on. Oh, uh, is the Scotty one. going in the bin, is it? Well, I had a good word with it, like a three putter on one of the holes. I can't remember which one it was. And I looked at it in the face and said, you do know I've got another putter in the house now, don't you? It, no, it'll know. You will go in the bin. If you don't behave yourself. <laughs> no, you don't bend them. You just put them in the cupboard. Yeah. But I've never had two putters before because I've always trusted it and it's never let me down. I always, I've, I've always got two putters, mate. Yeah. Always swapping, and swapping them in and out. Yeah. So anyway, my golf was fucking boss loving it on Thursday and fucking hated it on Saturday. And I haven't played since. And I hate golf again. 
Right. What about yourself? After have you played since Lancaster? I haven't played now. No, I haven't even looked. There's my clubs there. I haven't even looked at them. No. Bit, they look pretty sad, don't they? They need, they need it. In. Well, the weather's lovely now, so we should oh, get out there and me, I know. get right back into it. I know. Golf news, then. What have we got, brother? <clears throat> so Monaghan or the PJ Tour have took the match play off the schedule for 2024. No more match play. They said why? When was that today? Today, yeah. Didn't say, yeah. Bloody hell. Why did not that? So nobody says he hopes it'll make a return in the future. What's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, and we'll talk a lot about the DP World Tour this week, is that's an opportunity for the DP World Tour to say, let's have a match play. Event. We'll host it. Let's a have a Rolex match play, match play. Why not? No, yeah, right. Well, I, I read a thing saying the men have dropped it and the women are thriving. So the women had that team one this week, won by Thailand. Yeah. And it's like it's like a mini cup thing and it were all the different nationalities nationalities yeah. or, or whatever it is. Australia and, played Thailand, didn't they, in the yeah. final? Sweden and America in the third place playoff. Yeah, yeah and I've seen it. Did you see the one where the, the England team are sitting there and like Hull and Hall? Just didn't turn up. Yeah, they withdrew, yeah, didn't message. Didn't tell them or not. I'm just sitting there like, what? What? What's going on there? Must have been something like... I know. An emergency of some sort, yeah. I know. It is mad, to be fair, yeah. But but they're saying that the women's like game's thriving from the match play when the men are dropping it. It's just a bit of a strange one. I think golf's just in a very... Especially at the highest level. It's in a a weird transition, isn't it? The, The new commissioner on the LPGA Tour... Well, she's been the commissioner for a year now, hasn't she? Mm. So she's obviously putting a stamp on, on the tour and what, what she wants to do with it. And if match plays the thing, then that's what she's going to go with. Whereas Jay Monaghan is obviously reacting to live and strategic alliances and what the tour wants, more money, more play, more of the top players playing together more often. So if the expectation is... because the match play was always a, a a difficult one because it was right before the Masters. And if you get to the final, it's like, is it six or seven rounds of golf? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be there, does it? No, yet they could have rescheduled it, but they've already done the reschedule of the designated events. Where did they put it? But I think my, I think I love it. I, I love it to the point where there's a lot of them playing. I think when it gets to semis and finals I think what they should do in a match play is rather than doing a knockout is just have a, everybody play a load of games and whoever gets the most wins mm. wins it so everybody's still playing but like if you win you go up to a rank and then like eventually rank one and two play against each other so it's sort of a final but then you know rank 16 and 15 play each other to see who gets and then FedEx points are determined by that yeah I don't know I think it was already had a nail in the coffin didn't it when they took DJ and Bubba off the list now it's just scrapped completely yeah it is, it's strange what they're doing like the golf landscape's always changing rapidly isn't it all the time but I think this is another opportunity for you know we I'll come on to it in a bit when we talk about the resignations from the DP World Tour but there's an opportunity with the new youth that's coming through on the DP World Tour, no guarantees of the designated events being liked by pros could mean that they turn back to the DP World Tour to play. You just don't know. Money's money, it's but at the if end they're of... in the designated events, it's... Yeah, but if they don't like them, 
Uh, oh, you mean the no cut ones? Yeah, that's what, said, that's what yeah, they are. Yeah, I thought you meant the the ones like now. No, so next next season. Well, let's come on to it now. So obviously, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, and Richard Bland have officially resigned from the DP World Tour. This yeah, week. sad. Yeah, it is sad. You know, they've come out and said that. Well, Lee Westwood in particular has come out and said, as a member of the European Tour, I was allowed to be a member of the PJ Tour without any problem for all those years. So what's the difference? And that's a valid point. He also said that the DP World Tour has now fully jumped into bed with the PJ Tour and he doesn't want to play under that sort of regime. Do you think it was like, a, I'll do this before you do that? Yeah, I think as soon as... Like, I know... As soon as the, the arbitration... Decision. As soon as the arbitration went the way it went, it was inevitable that... Like, how long did they really have? Like, they probably could have got to the end of the season and they got banned anyway. Well, I, I, had, a, I had a look at... So, Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood's 50, Poulter's 48, Sergio's 43, and Bland's 50. So, they're not the youngest of golfers, but they are European Tour legends. So, you know, they probably should have been given a lot more respect than they actually did. But by going to live and going to a... Is Bland a legend, is he? Well, yeah, I suppose he's not, but... <laughs> It's a legend of a story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and then I look back at the last four years. So, over the last four years, Westwood's played 37 tournaments. Sergio's played 27. Poulter's played 32. And you compare that to Bland, who was playing all the time. He's played 60. And you move down to the youth who were playing week in, week out. Those same numbers. Adrian Moronk, he's played 75 events in the same time. Nikolai and Rasmus Hoygaard have combined 138, so pretty much 70 each. Um, and Robert McIntyre, 68. And In the last four years? In the last four years, yeah. So if you look at in recent times, it's not as though them players have been playing week in, week out anyway. Yeah. So it's not ideal the way it's went. You know, there probably could have been a better way of handling it all, but it's now been handled the way it's been handled. And I think it's probably now time to just move on and concentrate on the youth of the DP World Tour. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you look at players like the four I've just mentioned there, you know, Adrian Moronk, Nikolai and Rasmus Hoygaard, Robert McIntyre. You've got players like Jordan Smith. He's 54 in the DP, DP World Tour rankings this year. His last five tournaments, he's finished 16th, 32nd, 6th, 24th, 23rd. Uh, Yannick Paul, 12th in the DP World Tour rankings. His last five tournaments, 23rd, 28th, 6th, 2nd, 2nd. Um, Sammy Valimaki, 11th in the DP World Tour rankings. He's only 24 years of age. He's had two second-place finishes this season and was 10th in the Abu Dhabi Championship. So you've got really good players that play the tour week in, week out. Mm -hmm. And if you think, going back to your point that you mentioned earlier, if you consider the designated events next year being no-cut, shortened field events. If some players don't like that, they're obviously going to like the money. I understand that. But if some people are on the cusp of it and got a chance of being relegated and they mightn't like the thought of that relegation, you know, you could see a Tittle Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Victor Hovland. They might turn around and come back to the DP World Tour. And if you think of those players that I've mentioned there, plus those ones returning, and you've got like future stars who are coming up who haven't won yet, like Richard Mansell, Alex Fitzpatrick, for example. And then obviously Ewan's won twice last year. 
he's just getting started his career. There's a load of other Scottish players who are doing really well. You've got an opportunity. I know it's, people are saying it's doom and gloom on the European tour at the moment because of the decisions certain people are making, but there's also opportunity as well to to try and rebuild the DP World Tour. But like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you've got the Rolex events, which is amazing. Throw this match play back in on the DP World Tour and make that a big event. Get the big players over. And then, you know, have another series, like, I don't know, the Hero Challenge series. No, Hero has a lot of... There's the Hero Cup, hasn't there? And there's, yeah. there's been a lot of work, and that's a that's a financially stable business, isn't it? That's got loads of money. So imagine they've done, like, a Hero Challenge and done, like, four events to coincide with the Rolex and... Pump a bit more money. Pump a bit, yeah. Have it, like... There's just, yeah, that's it. There's just too much travel and not enough money. Yeah. On the tour, really. That's that's the be all and end all of but it. But there is enough money in golf at the moment. Yeah. So there's a lot of money flying around golf at the moment with the enhancements of the PJ Tour. The DP World Tour have got that strategic alliance. We spoke in the past about the negative. But since it's went that. to I know, another like thing, I know it's great to be in a global tour, but since it's went to world and you've got to stretch it and obviously you got it's Asia great it's, it's great taking it over to Japan and Korea and that, but at the end of the day, it's Mars way. Yeah, and that's why the the, the PGA Tour for, what, is for, so good. For you, you've, like like we spoke about, horsey getting in and missing the cut, and if he'd made the cut, he still only gets three grand. It's like, yeah, you're flying to Korea, and that's yeah, and that's that's a big that's a big thing with with it, isn't it? You know, that's where having, language barriers, food, having all another having another run of events similar to the Rolex events. You know, because yeah. people travel to the Middle East and play the Rolex events. People travel to the UK and. And play the Rolex events. No, of course, yeah. So you know, if you if you had something in Asia, which was like a Rolex events type, you know, you you kept it there for three or four tournaments, and it was ten million paces, people would travel for it. No, yeah, of course, they would. you know. And even if you brought those players I've just mentioned there over to the DP World Tour, the PJ Tour would still be thriving and the biggest tour because oh, you'd no, still definitely. have a Ram, you still have a McElroy, Scheffler, all the American talent. If the DP World Tour is gonna continue to grow but then we've got the concept of we're going to lose 10 of the best players of the PJ Tour next year aren't we mm-hmm. so well speaking of best players so Rory's come out didn't he broke his silence on his potential like fine I put fine in inverted commas because he's not really getting fined he's well, getting his pip. well he's yeah he's going to get 2 million instead of 5 or whatever it's like yeah soz it's not really hurting him he's still gaining yeah, but he can't say it's not the golf side of things. If you had nothing else going on in your life, you could play every other week, every week there is to play and be totally fine. It's just all the other stuff what's going on around the game of golf and being right in the middle of it. So he's half like put the blame on Liv and all the stuff what's going on. But Liv and being in, a spokesperson for the PGA Tour, you know, he's yeah, but, then, but sorry, but just to be like to say to McElroy, like, what are you on about, mate? <laughs> because it's all right being in the thick of things, but he gets in the thick of it and then completely U turns on what he's saying and he's done it about four times. Yeah. So just either get in the it thick of it. Like, it sounds like a lot of his responses are emotional. Or emotional or orchestrated, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some of it, yeah, emotional and it's coming from him and how he feels at that time. And like you say, when it's emotional and it's an opinion, opinions can change. So, you know, you do look. Not when they're that strong, though. Like, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, Liv's been great for golf. Like, what? Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, though. Like, when you take a step back and you look at the landscape and how it's changed and 
what it's potentially done to the DP World Tour and those players. They've got to think if Liv didn't arrive, what would be happening on the PJ Tour? Probably yeah, but you want to be looking well. and pointing the finger back at the the people in charge. You were just pulling wads of dough out. Maybe they, are, maybe they are behind closed doors, yeah, but you know, you just like they're, not gonna, so. they're not going to come out and publicly criticize their own tour, are they? No. That's the, you know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So I, I agree. I think golf at the moment is, it's changing rapidly all the time. Events are getting dropped. Events are getting changed. New golf concepts are coming in. You know, the PGA Tour are taking plays from the DP World Tour. Play Legends from the DP World Tour are resigning. Players are getting fined. Rory's losing millions for not doing as he's told from a PIP perspective. There's just so much change. It's bad, isn't it? it and yeah, it's you just want that <laughs> structure. But hopefully next year when we've got a bit hopefully more it's just like teething problems, isn't it? Like getting the structure right, getting the full season out the way, getting a full calendar year, taking away the match play. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, bring it back. Like they are at least they are changing things, aren't they? Yeah, well you you we we said, didn't we? There's two tiers on the PJ tour now, but ultimately there's four divisions. Yeah. You've got the top division, and then in the fall, you've got everybody who's vying for the card, so they'll play the fall to January. You've got the DP World Tour finishing in in just before January to see who gets the card for the PJ Tour there, and then you've got the Corn Ferry Tour. In, mm-hmm. in, in football concepts, that's like having, you know, you've got the Premier League, and then you've got three championships yeah. underneath, and all the championships are going for a couple of spaces in, in, the, in the Premier League. I know. That's what that's what it is at the moment, isn't it? So it is, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, any other golf news? Um, nothing. No, nothing from me. That was all. That was all I had. Just a. Um, I wanted to just discuss the the resignations and obviously Sergio Garcia. There's 16 of the 17 DP World Tour players paid the 100k fine. Sergio, seen that chasing who, chasing them up. Yeah, saying. I mean, they've come out. Didn't of, he done something mad as well? Didn't he when the the first live event or something happened remember and he was like he withdrew or he withdrew from Wentworth. from Wentworth that was it and he was at like a baseball game or something yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he was going to get fined for it yeah and so he's like he's a little minge bag isn't he <laughs> <laughs> well the DP World Tour's official response to it was that um, they want to take the opportunity to thank the four players for the contribution they've made to the tour uh, and in particular to Sergio, Ian and Lee for the significant part they've played in Europe's success in Ryder Cups over many years their resignations, however, along with the sanctions imposed upon them, are a consequence of their own choices. As we are consistently maintain, as we have consistently maintained throughout this past year, the tour has a responsibility to its entire membership to administer the member regulations, which every player signs up to. These regulations are in place to protect the collective interests of DP World Tour members. What do you think? Yeah, well, what can you do? Rules are rules, I suppose, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. It's just how But you... I see another thing going back to Rory's come out and said that it's a shame that they were like three Ryder Cup legends who are pro- probably going to go on to be captains and never going to be captains anymore. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, as yeah, and he's come on to say the exact same thing. He's like, what the DP World Tour said in their statement at the end of the day, that was their choice. And they knew um, that there, were, there was potentially going to be consequences of those choices and of those actions. And here we are. But yeah, it's certainly a shame. It is sad the way it's all ended, but ultimately, it's not as though they've resigned and they've got nowhere to go. 
No, of course, of course, yeah. They've like got, you've got. It is like a, it's a shame. Wiping their ass with fifties, like, <laughs> like they're not like they're not. You've got places to go. They've got a gaff. Yeah. You've got a golf. You can play golf. It's not, exactly that. But exactly it is a that. shame that it's all just come to this like bitter end. It is, yeah, it is for such a famous legends. That time again. That time again. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bust. The birdie bogey bust. Birdie bogey bust. Well, do you know what? I actually did have more golf news, but I've done me be, me bogey and me bust, so I wanted okay. to talk about them then. But do you want to go first with your birdie? Well, my birdie bogey bust this week was pretty much what I've just explained there. Oh, so, that's okay. Uh, my birdie is about the potential opportunities, the way everything's changing. Opportunities? Opportunities. <laughs> Tease. Opportunities. Um, yeah, the opportunities that the DP World Tour have potentially got. They've yeah. got a load of great young golfers on the tour. And, you know, there is, uh, there is hope that next year, once the dust has settled on all of this and everything all lawsuits are dropped, everything's sorted and everybody knows the schedule that we'll know exactly where the DP World Tour sits because there was a meeting where that I don't know what come back off the back of the Marco Simeone meeting about the schedule and things. So Not too sure. You know, we don't know what's going to come out on that, but there is an opportunity, there's certainly an opportunity for the DP World Tour to start doing things for the good of the tour. Yeah. Moving forward. Because a lot of the decisions you've just got to take if you see an opportunity or a gap in the market, like you've got to take it, like lived it. Like, yeah, you can't sit still because yeah. at the end of the day, they're sinking, aren't they? Yeah, and then my bogey was just on the point of the resignations and, ha- and how sad it ended. And yeah, my bust was just the way it, it's all being handled, right? Okay, so my birdie is Adrian Moronk, some fact. So okay. he's won three national opens. Yes. His, his game or his, his aim, sorry, should I say, was to go out and make a statement for the Ryder Cup team. It's one of his biggest dreams and aspirations. And he's went out and under some clutch circumstances, got the job done. So he was my birdie. My bogey is Tommy Cruel. You're on him. Sounds cruel, let's go. It, it was cruel. Go on. So under Rule 13. When the rules are off, doing me capping again here. Is this the kid for the US yeah. Open? All right, okay. You're allowed to fix damage putting on the green, but that does not include normal practices for maintaining the overall condition of the putting green, such as aeration hole and grooves from vertical mowing. So he shot a 62 course record in a US Open qualifier, and he's forced to queue himself because he repaired aeration marks on the greens. Now... The reason it's me bogey. That is a joke. It's because what, mate? That is a joke. So you can repair a pitch mark, but you can't repair a hole that wasn't made by a ball. Yeah. Over something why like that. Why is the air holes in an open quali- US Open venue qualifier? Exactly. And he's shooting 62. Do you know? And he, he, do you know what happened as well? He was watching his teammate from college or wherever he's from to see if he was going to get in the playoff. With him, and then his mate said, "Oh, it was a bit heavy that we couldn't." This is paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> heavy that we heavy couldn't, couldn't do that. <laughs> heavy that <day> we couldn't. <laughs> hey lad, heavy that we couldn't uh, repair the radiation holes, weren't it? Hey lad, pass me vape while I just tell you this a second. 
He had one sentence on it and it appeared on it. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, like, you're not allowed to do them. And he said it was eating him up inside, his stomach dropped, and he, he thought, I'm not going to be able to sleep if I don't tell the rules officials. So he went and told him and he got DQ'd, or he DQ'd himself. It's just fucking like what's that like? In a, in, all in honesty, a way, in a way, that's a birdie from being so honest in it. That well, like that's a, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Because that's like that's the whole point. Of, uh, the whole point of golf rules is you know being your own official, isn't it? Yeah, and like putting your hand up when you've done wrong. But that is not a wrong. That should never have been a wrong. Like given. you're there to hold a putt on a putting green, and if you're it's, putting through an aeration, if it's, it's not in a good condition. You should be able if you if the tee isn't if there's a divot on the tee or something you move it to the side or you you, you can pick. That is a joke. You know, know what I mean? It's it's embarrassing for him uh, to shoot a sixty-two as well. I know. Because it's pre-qualifying, it would have been, wouldn't it? So wouldn't it? It's just a qualifier, a US Open qualifier. No, wouldn't obviously because it's, it's probably like the first, first one yeah. stage or whatever. What a shame! I know. So yeah, I thought that was quite cruel. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was. And then we bust, which we forgot last week. You know what I'm going to say? I don't. Joe LaCarver has gone oh, to Cantley yeah. full-time. That's, an, um, that a, that's is... a PGA Tour move to get him to hurry up there. Who, Cantley? Tigers, Tiger? Tigers said, Joe, get in his bag and make him fucking hurry up on the putting green. I've seen, I think that flushing it posted saying, due to seeing Cantley's last few rounds, he's, there, he's not going on a percentage, he's getting paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> But no, do you know what? It's just the beginning of the if the if the next injury wasn't a bigger setback now losing the caddy full time, that means he's obviously not going to play again this year. I think it yeah. When like that's like buggy seniors Torville life for Tiger that. No, I think he'll still play the majors, me. Don't you play next week? No, 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 not this year. No. I think he will still play the majors though. Yeah, as a like you, honorary starter. Ninety one's <laughs> getting off after thirteen. <laughs> 93 hours on after 30 mate. <laughs> yeah no I think Tiger will be back mate I don't think I don't think the big cat's done like I did, well, Jack Nicholas come out and said the same thing like he wants to win you think he's going to still we all compete. thought his, his back was done it was gone he got that was it called a fusion spinal fusion yeah in his back came back and won the Masters now I'm not saying that this operation he's had on his Achilles was his ankle where they have this latest operation something to do with his foot yeah yeah like this could be the one that fixes him. You yeah, just but his caddy's got off. Yeah, that's because Joe's not going to sit around for another year when he's had all this time off. Joe's probably thinking, "I'm not getting any younger. I want to experience." I know, this but all. it's like I don't know. It's like what happened with Williams and Williams went to Scott and then Tiger rang and said no, and then I don't know. They're like best. Have you seen the videos of Tiger and no, Joe yeah. together? Like they're like best mates, and that's probably why. Joe's maybe opened up to him and said, "Look, I want to get back. I want to get back at it. If you're not going to be playing for a year, it's not like he's not on the payroll. Like you just chill out, couldn't you? Yeah, I don't think financially Joe's ever going to worry in his life, is he? But I think he just, it, he, I think he enjoys the being out there and caddying. It's the job for him. That's what the way I see it. I think my analysis of it is. So when Joe, do you think Tiger's going to play again? The Masters next year. The Masters next year. I don't even want to go to the Open now. Forgot about all this. He won't play the Open. He won't play again this year. If anything, he'll play in a buggy with Charlie at the PNC. If anything. And there'll be a big buzz and then he'll go to the events that he hosts and there'll be a big buzz up for the Masters. Then he'll turn up and he'll win the Masters. Okay. 
I love that then. There we go. So that was me bust, yeah. And it, it was obviously last week's news, but I, it came out on the day we were doing the pod there. Yeah. And I forgot to, to talk about it. No, yeah, we missed that one. But yeah, I think Tiger's fine. Okay. He'll be all right. Well, thank, thanks. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it. Right then, designated event or Italian Open, where shall we start? Let's go Italian Open, eh? Since we're all, <clears throat> we've been talking about Mironk. Yeah. So the Marco Simeone. Looks like it'll... Um, Pristine. Yeah, looks like it'll be a good host venue. There's not a few drivable par fours and plenty of water. The rough's up. Yeah. You know, home advantage for Europe. I've yeah, seen an interview. You can, you can with, set up the course conditions your way, can't you? Yeah, an interview with Donald saying like they've put a, they've tightened the fairways up, they've put the rough up a bit longer, and yeah, yeah. They should, I think they shouldn't even be publicising that. No, just let them get out there, like yeah, yeah. And then they've put a few extra bunkers in at a few different locations to try and catch them out. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, and going back to Team Europe, I think you know. Adrian Moronka is no longer a contender. I think he's one of the first on the sheet, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to talk about because even the way he played all week, it was obviously solid. And then coming down the stretch of the birdie 16, did he? And then he's... Got an unbelievable up and down on 17. Unbelievable up and down on 17. And then it's a two-put 18. Obviously, the first put was a bit nervy. But just want to talk about his shot in on, on 18. He had 277 yards. Yeah. So he had an iron. I was thinking, oh, he's... Laying up, <laughs> he's, he's a beast, didn't he? Got it over the the bunker onto the green. I was like, wow. Yeah, to take that shot on, he probably had to do it, didn't he? You know, he's ch- didn't have a demanding lead, did he? So no, he had, yeah, he, he had one, the, and he had. They were playing behind him, so he's got. Yeah, no, he's got. He's I the, suppose second to last group. He can't really hope for anything, can he? No, you've got to try and make bed, make the best possible yeah, score. You're not you defending, have, yeah. not because he wasn't to know that. Last get what was the name? Last Romain last. Lang guy, I can't yeah, ever yeah. say his name. He obviously put it in the in the, in the longer stuff, and yeah. then couldn't. Get, I didn't have the power to get up into. So tournament over. Well done, Adrian Barong. Yeah, no, it's um. I think is he. I think he was sixty third in the world heading into that week. So I don't know what the world ranking points will do. Probably sixty fourth. Yeah, sixty fourth now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Five hundred grand though, which is a bit bigger than usual, isn't it? Yeah, on the on the DP well from yeah. what it usually three hundred now, isn't it? Yeah, so bit of a bigger pace for yeah for some of the national opens, isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah, so some of them do get a bigger pace. Yeah, some of them are three million your dollars or euros, and some of them are two. All ah, right, okay. Yeah, but again, that's where you know you look at what you can do there. You I mean what? Surely there's enough money in golf to pump that up to six or seven. Yeah, it's been done in the past. Yeah, a million percent. Yeah. It's crowds and all that though, isn't it? Like there's I know there, there was a, probably a better crowd here than we've seen in the last few weeks, but still not much of a crowd. The crowds are dictated though by fields. Area as well, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that's that's the whole point of owning a I tour. I suppose because a tour, yeah. when the when it was at Hillside, this is probably one of the best areas for golf in the world, isn't it? And it wasn't the crowds were Minor, really, weren't they? Yeah, and, but then when Tommy Fleetwood was hosting it, yeah, couldn't move in there, yeah, because Tommy's a local lad, plays his golf there, so everyone goes because Tommy's superstar. There. He's, he's a superstar, Tommy, isn't he? That's exactly. Mm. So you get someone like Tommy at Hillside playing in the tournament, everyone's going to turn up to get a piece of him. Yeah. So it is like you're right, location, fields, people. If if you put people in the field, they'll turn up. Yeah. If the course is 
right and the locations right. Yeah. And that's what it's down to the tour to dictate that. So the Americans know. just love it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. like... But it's it's highly populated though, isn't it? The country. There's a lot more people in America, yeah. you know, each state that you go to. I've got a number of unbelievable courses and a number of the the massive sports fans. You know, you look at the American football, the basketball, baseball. No, they get like hundred thousand seats for college, don't they? This Packed is it. To the yeah, rafters. It's, it's a it's a sport. Like the country is just sport mad. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a pay. It's 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 a tour's dream. And no, that's no. obviously why Liver still have an event over there. Of course, because they're not just going to leave America. It's you know probably one of the. Biggest places for sport, isn't it? A million percent. World, so it is the biggest, isn't it? Yeah, you're right, Adrian Moronk. You know, there was a couple of good finishes as well. Nikolai Huygard, um, I think he finished tied fifth in the end. He's obviously got a special good membership. Five on the on the last day to get him up there, wasn't it? Yeah, he got his um, he got his membership, and obviously this is the start of the qualification for the U.S. Open. Adrian Moronk's already in, so it'll be if he finishes top, it'll be the next two places, but. Nikolai Hoygaard's not in the US Open yet, so it'll be um, interesting to see if he can bump his way up in there. Yeah. Moving on to the Wells Fargo. Yeah. Don't know. 134th time lucky. Yeah. For Wyndham Clark. Wyndham wins, as you so elegantly put it. Yeah. And I didn't just then. but So what he's put it all down to is a change. He's went all in on the mental side of, of golf. Yeah, available. Yeah. So he's read a few books, which I'm looking on downloading. It's called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday and The Energy Bus by John Gordon. And he said, and you could say it's worked nicely. So he's been getting into psychology books. And just, he said, even like on the, the last day when he was com- bogeyed the first and he got off to a bad start. And he said, usually he'd let his head go, get out, beat himself up, start chasing it. And he was like, just calm, chilled, got on with it. And just, yeah, and, and and that pays dividends because you got off to a shaky start Literally. on the final day. I know you got off to a shaky start on on the on the on the final day, and then lost the lead to Xander. Yeah, and like somebody like Xander Shoffley, I know they were both a bit hit and miss off the tee, weren't they? And weren't playing that well. But mentally, if you've never won before and you're playing a top, I don't know if he's still in the top ten in the world, but he's a top ten player in the world normally, isn't he, Xander? If you're playing somebody like that. Like mentally, that can just that can lose the tournament for you anyway. You Especially think, if you, if you are hot headed and you you do beat yourself up, it could send you into a spiral. Like, but if you go like back, your, your, this your is spiral. Yeah. What's that book called again? <laughs> the obstacle is the graveyard. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you'd think somebody like Wyndham never won before being on tour for a while. He, he would shit the bed and yeah. And it would be Xander's to, to go and win or somebody else from the pack. But fair play, you know, that they do say like the mental game is so important and that obviously is evidence evidence of that, isn't it? It is. He's um he's under um, Summer Hayes as well. The coach. Who's that? Boyd Summerhaze, is it? That was his name, yeah. He's um Tony Feenow's coach as well. Oh right. I think he's got another is it Taylor Gooch? Never, I never even heard of him. Boyd Summer Hayes. No, you must have heard of him. Say Ex-pro- his name again. Boyd Summer Hayes. No, never heard. Of him. <laughs> You've heard of him three times now. Oh, Boyd. Yeah, big so, Boydy. Yeah, he, um, he's. I know he's definitely Tony Finau's coach, and Tony Finau won over in Mexico. Obviously, he's won now. 
I'm pretty sure he's Taylor Gooch's coach. Well, let's get to him now, like, because he's on fire. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. So yeah. he's obviously doing something right with the players he's got. A million percent. Yeah. You don't know, maybe he's driving the the mental side of the thing with those books, and that's part of it. Or maybe he's just an unbelievable coach. But Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was worth mentioning. Um, also, the way the tournament finished, and there's been a couple of events this year where the tournament have had a bit of a lacklustre finish because of the, the leads. It got me thinking more about what you said last week, a par three finish yeah, with some water. Like, imagine the 17th of Sawgrass was an 18th hole. Spice it up. I'm back on it now. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. It's, it's the one. I think Like, so. look at that. Look at Lancaster. Like, I know it wasn't thinking, but it was Dawn's and money playing that as, as the last. I just knocked it to 20 foot, me. Oh, yeah. What did I do? Just fried egg in the bunker. <laughs> Another non-scorer on the car for Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I think them par three finishes are... I, I think I think it's... There's a place for there's, it. There's definitely a place Imagine, for but it. But as well, just having the stadium, like all the, uh, all the stands around it, just brings so much more pressure. Yeah. Should we talk about Tommy? I was just about to say, trending in the right direction, long overdue a PGA Tour win. Great pick for the PJ Championships. He's my pick for the PJ Championships already, Tommy. Why though? He's not winning. I just think he's trending. He's just got that one bad round. What we're saying? Do you, do you think it's fitness? Nah. Do you not think so? Like, because seventy-two holes in four days is a lot, isn't it? On the body, yeah. on the mind. Yeah, but they're doing it week in, week out. They should be, like, they're in the gym. He's, like, he's on his game, isn't he? The only reason I'm saying that is because Matt Fitzpatrick went and done this big regime and it was well publicised, went on and done what he's done. You know what I mean? Won the PJ. I don't know. I just think, like, because Tommy, skill-wise, is... It'd be like, interesting to know, a, right? as good as anybody. It'd be interesting to know, like, what just on your point, if... All the PJ Tour players went for a jog. Like, yeah. who would like who would <laughs> the win? Bleep test. Yeah, like, but no, but the get series, them all on the bleep test. Yeah, Dyche, need Dyche. Yeah, get Sean Dyche <laughs> in there for a week. But like, really though, because I should have been our beardy fucking Everton. Everton, yeah. Whopper. Wow, Bad, <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Hey, I'm not back. Everton are back. Everton mate. are back. Mate. <laughs> Everton, right? Everton on uh, yesterday or whenever it was, where the epitome of you at Lancaster. And on Sunday, they're going to be you at the spring meeting. <laughs> Game yeah, over at half-time. Booted around by City walk-off job. Well, the only good thing about that is that Man City, his ties are nice as well because Tommy's a blue, isn't he? Real Madrid. Real Madrid, the side, yeah. No, it's no. a Real Madrid sandwich, isn't it? We need Madrid to win now. What? We need them to start to win today. Why? And then the City's backs up against us. They've got to rest and then they want to come back on fire next week. Yeah, as long as it's not over, though. Did they win like 4 0? City got four goals in them. Yeah, all right, fair enough. But anyway, onto to onto the Tommy point. All I know is that the proof's in the pudding. Bryson DeChambeau's massive on his fitness. Brooks Kepka's massive on his fitness. Matt Fitzpatrick. Rory is, bulked up. Rory bulked up. Matt Fitzpatrick is massive on his fitness. Tiger's always been massive on his fitness and and his and his bulking. No, you're right. Like maybe, but it'd be interesting. Because Tommy, to, do you know what? He, I'm he, gonna ask Finno. Yeah. Okay. About it. Be interesting what, to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna bring you that answer next week. Okay, cool. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Only because, like, he's doing everything right. He's playing really well. 
but he's just not winning in mm. America. Go over to the DP World Tour. He's winning loads. So, but maybe it's just the level. Like, like the Joel Damon said, like someone has to be the 40th oh, best golfer in the world. Yeah, but he's, he's finishing like tied third and tied fifth and losing and like not winning by like two or three shots. It's not like he's miles away. Yeah, but two or three shots is one like over club or it's not like he's gassing out though. Like I don't know. I don't know what his fitness regime is. It'd be interesting to find out. But yeah, that was just the thought process I had where he's got himself in contention, shot 65 on the Saturday, put himself right up there. And then within like four or five holes, he was two over, was he? Yeah. And it's sort of like... It's over. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and it's just like, what? But it's one of them, the... it, it, when he's there and he's coming out final round, he's thinking, okay, Wyndham's going to do this, this is what's going to happen, this is the game plan, and you start chasing. He had to chase, he had to make up the five shots, so you make well, a few mistakes. Not a, not, not, not a quail hallow. Yeah, it's a the way track. he was playing, like, yeah. That, yeah, normally 12, 13 under wins, like 19, yeah. 19 20 under they finish. 20, yeah. That doesn't happen around there. That was just a freak week, and I don't think anyone's lost that tournament. I think he's won. So no, I'm yeah, not saying Tommy could have won think. that week, but you know, I, I just think if you look at Tommy, he's done everything on that tour but win, hasn't he? He's had runner-ups and majors. He just hasn't got it over the line. So I could be. He's still my pick for next week. Like. Oh yeah, like, listen, Tommy winning a major, fucking retire from the podcast. Job done. Great, that, isn't it? But anyway. But just to touch on, before we finish the Wells Fargo, Max Homer got me a top 10 for me fantasy picks, and James Hahn, me pop four, missed the cup by one. Don't talk to me about cuts, oh. mate. Jason Day doubled 17 to miss the cut by one. Yes. <laughs> and then Carson Young was going well, and then finished with three bogeys to miss the cut by one. Shocker. And... You could have been leading May there. And Dylan Wu finished 21st. You could have been leading May. What? You could have been leading May. At, at, at one point, right, they were all... Hayden Buckley was in the top 15, and which was a pot two. Dylan Wu was eighth in a pot three, and the other two were in the cut line. That's like 400 odd points. And then wow. literally back nine, second day, they all just like Day and Carson Young missed the cut. And then um, Hayden Buckley and Dylan Wood just faded off over the weekend. Harry Hall's banished from my picks now. Some <laughs> <laughs> maddest pick ever anyway. He's gone. Oh, unbelievable. He's right, gone. before we get on to reviewing next week's golf then, Liv is back. Liv is back. It was Tulsa. good to see. Yeah, it was good to see Bubba Watson, Taylor Gooch, the... Range goats, uh, Bubba supported Taylor in his uh, foundation. We haven't seen some kids sign some stuff. It's talk about the money, and people talk a lot of negativity about the money, but it's good for things like the foundation and creating opportunities. Isn't of course, it? like when Bryson built like a sports center, he's built uh, all sorts of things in his in his community. He said he's skint. Yeah, so it's it, putting the money back money, in, putting into good causes. Yeah, well, that's because they feel guilty or whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, but You've you know, got to do that to have you get 100 million and you, you don't really need it. You might as well do something boss with it. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, we're not doing exactly the same, but obviously we've been doing this for a good few years now. And we've, you know, 
created great friendships and relationships with people. And we've learned a lot of stories about pros who've struggled, pros who've tried to make it haven't, and pros who've gone on to win on the PJ Tour, LPJ Tour. So, yeah. you know, we know from stories, not from our own ability, sort of what it takes to get to those levels. I've been to America and played, you know, sort of know what it's like to go to a college and see what that experience is like. So what we're trying to do is, with our academy, is sort of give people that opportunity and have a pathway for, for education, aren't we? And get, Definitely. Give people who would maybe not have the ability to get into golf or wouldn't necessarily see that as a route for them as a career and bring more people into the game through our own academy. Well, that's it. Like, if the operation of the anyone that's always been golf is to try and get more people into golf and grow the game, so that's just what we're about, what we're trying to do. Definitely, yeah. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right there, back into... Um, Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. Cedar Ridge Country Club. Yeah. Taylor Gooch, hometown boy, looking for his three-peat in his home state. There's also... Gooch is leading this the season long championship, obviously because he's won twice. Yeah, he's on ninety two points. He's got a nineteen point lead over you, line. Yeah, but followed. It's it's a quite a mad one. This followed closely by Oklahoma State alumni's Peter Uline and Charles Hall the third, and then also in the field are Matthew Wolf, Eugenio Chichara, and Abraham Anser, who are all. Oklahoma University goers. Yeah, well, Answer went to... He was at the Sooners, wasn't he? Whereas they, they went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. But yeah. But they're all in the same... They've all played that course, yeah. All played in the same state. Yeah. Five of them. Returning. It's crazy, isn't it, really? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Six of them, even. Six, yeah. Only 48. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Someone's... Who's been in... Who was the... Someone's been in someone's ear there, haven't they? Getting them all on board. Yeah, sign the live boys, yeah. Really? Who didn't Mad. go? What? Hunter Mayans, the only one who didn't go. Yeah, and he, he said he'd think about it, didn't he? <laughs> he did. In episode 12 of the Boggy Boys podcast. <laughs> 12? <laughs> That's what it was, wasn't it? Was it? Was it not? Oh, this season? Oh, episode 12, season 3. Yeah. I was going way back there thinking, 12, you speak to Hunter there? Don't you think we have mics in episode, episode 12? <laughs> no video camera, definitely. I uh, I really hope um, Shawan Kim gets some points this week. Need to get <laughs> yeah. him out that relegation zone. Upon him, mate. I have, just like, need to get him. Out I that want him to like zone. be the wooden spoon and live forever, and like be like anyone. No one ever has le- less than him, and no one's retire. So he holds that record. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it proper, isn't it? Yeah, the Range Goats have made a move. Uh, they won their first event as a team last week and come runners up the week before in Adelaide so they finished 8th, 8th, 8th second first this season I thought that was and your they... scorecard again there <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so they're just outside the podium place Fireballs third after finishing second last week they're just a couple of points ahead Talk are second they obviously got the win in Orlando and the four aces won in Adelaide come ninth last time out in Singapore but that's their worst that's their worst finish that but yeah they're top by quite a bit to be honest they've got a 32 point lead because they obviously started second second third and then obviously won in Adelaide yeah Majestics struggling Lee Westwood Ian Poulter yeah. resigning from the tour they finished 11th 12th 6th 11th 11th 
They have got four points, so they have got a lot of work to do. Rippers, 5th, 5th, 12th, 8th, 6th. I didn't expect that. Cam Smith, I thought they'd have... Yeah, but they've got Cam Smith, but then... like Leishman. Leishman and... Matt Jones. Matt Jones, like... (laughs) (laughs) like... (laughs) Do you know what? Speaking of work to do and Rippers, the Grove... Country club, if that's what it's called, not happy, are they? Not happy, mate. Can't play on the co- on the <laughs> not can't happy. play for six months on the on the on the course on the hole where the where the lift stands where because can't the, have everything, can you? Irreparable damage that was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kepka, Chase Kepka's getting the blame. Probably yeah, for what happens. But yeah, like Holy there's month. calls for it not to go back in there. Come on. Honestly, that's that's the that's the way. That's the if it doesn't go back there, they're just gonna find somewhere else. It's in... The word on the street, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't go back there, they're only gonna find somewhere else. To no, go of course, there. but that's that's the cry. We'll see what comes of it. We will, we will. But yeah, looking forward to this one, especially with the return of the Oklahoma lads. See how they fare this week, returning mm. home as such. Let's see what happens. Is it what's happening with Swafford? Do we know when he's due to return? Is he going to return this season? Not too sure, you know. He's the forgotten man. We'll uh, send him a DM. And we'll get back to you. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of DMing to do. <laughs> like the uh, DMing people's the new fact check. <laughs> fact check this then. The Belgium Sudal Open. Go on. The f- only ever. <laughs> the only under seven thousand yard course on the roster. Yeah. Par 71 as well. So fact check that. But if you look at... It could well be fake. But it is very unusual to see you in six, in the sixes, isn't it? Yeah, especially as a par 71. If you look at Liv, that's a par 70, 7,213 yards. That course, so... Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see how, how, how they compete on it. Thomas Dietrich's back on the DP World Tour. Yeah. Obviously, playing in front of his home crowd. He's had a real success at the start of the PGA Tour, hasn't he? Playing really well. He's gone off a bit this these past couple of weeks, um, but it'd be interesting to see with him back on. He's obviously going to be vying for a Ryder Cup spot as well, someone Definitely. we didn't mention earlier. Yeah. Uh, if he's well, they all are, aren't they? But it's just who? Well, there's those spots that are yeah. available now, and they've got their five, six spots now. Yeah. I'd say five, because you'd expect Shane Lowry, even though he's not playing well, to... To, to capture that that seventh spot, but yeah, then five spots. You know, if if we turn around now and just said Thomas Dietrich, Hoygaard brothers, Adrian Morong, Robert McIntyre, Yannick Paul, would you be happy? Nah. Who would you want in? Who do you think needs to break through that you'd think you know? Do you know like a Migliozzi or a Perez, I reckon. Yeah, Marcel Seam is having a do. Marcel Seam, <laughs> he's just been up. He was up there only this week, and he won a few weeks ago. So yeah, no. I I really like the thought of the youth. Me, mm. Yannick Paul. All right, he's not young, but he's playing really well. Sammy Valamaki, he's only twenty four. Hoygaard brothers are only twenty two. That old guy, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think if we talk about legends on the DP World Tour, Lee Westwood, etc., 
if you want to have new legends, you need to let them play now. So, you know, they could get four Ryder Cups, five Ryder Cups. Yeah. They become legends in Europe then. No, yeah, you're right. Of course. You know, they do something. It's not stopping them. It's not stopping any of them, but it's it's that, like, two, three wins a season. Like, you want, where are them players? PJ Tour? Or, what, like, there's not, there's no one that does that anymore, is there? No. There's not, to be honest, but. You know, recently Adrian Moronk's won three times, hasn't he? Oh yeah, Moronk, yeah. He's but but again he I think he's cemented in he now. Uh, yeah, I think Moronk's definitely getting the team, even if he doesn't even if he fades off. No, Sep Stracher, no. PJ Tour winner. No. I just don't I just wanna see. Stracher's not old, is he? No, he's not, and he's a good player. And even Seamus Power, good, but I just wanna I wanna see personally. The DP World Tour players who played on the DP World Tour all season get those places. I don't want it to be a PJ Tour European team against the PJ Tour American team. Yeah, I want it to be people that like, you know, them the American players like Scotty Sheffield and Justin Thomas don't even know, and they turn up and then they get beat by them, and yeah. it's like, oh wow, who are these? Oh, they can't compete, and then like they get more fans, so more people want to watch them. And it helps the tour grow. Yeah, the problem is though, once they get anywhere half decent, they they're known on the PJ tour anyway, aren't they? Like yeah. Nikolai, for instance. Yeah, straight over. Yeah. So Sam Horsfield is the defending champ this week. He is. You went back in the field and Alex Fitzpatrick is in there on an invite. Seeing that, yeah. He's gonna keep getting them, isn't he, the way he's playing? Yeah. So yeah. Um fifteen year old Ukrainian Lev Grinberg, he become the Fact check this. I'm going to say the second youngest amateur to make the cut last year. Did he? Yeah. Mm, so this is his home course. This this track. Um, yeah, he'll be 16 now. But he was only 15 last year. And oh, uh, that and he was young kid. Yeah. Ah, uh, was that him? Was Ukrainian? Was he, was yeah. Ukrainian was he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is his home track, and he said that his goal is to win every major after he's made the cut. So. He's got big ambitions, obviously, still an amateur, still a young lad. So Horses, mate. Hold well. them. <laughs> <laughs> but now, dream big, dream often. Let's go. That's it, yeah. And obviously, the US Open qualifications continues this week as well. As... Oh, my word. Just talking about that a second. Come on. Have you seen the girl who's qualifying? Nine. Nine. No. Years old. Has it gone to US Open qualifying for yeah, the Women's Open? for the Women's US Open, yeah. Nine. Wow. Not even double figures, like. Ripping it. And what's she shooting like? I don't know, but she bomb hits it well like. She's tall for nine, like. You need to get on her, you know, it's mad. Nine. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Madness. Nine year old. Yeah, I forgot all about that till it just come in my mind then. How old was Tiger when he was playing big events? Not nine. <laughs> hey, the scary thing about that then is if she's good. Don't want to put obviously the weight on her shoulders at nine years old, but if she is good at that age, you've potentially got a greatest of all time. Of it, yeah. That's I'm more thinking look. like I'm old Heidi, to be honest. Heidi's <laughs> <laughs> six. Six? Imagine that, three years and she's playing open qualifying. I, I can't even ruin it for her. Yeah. I can ruin Keep your record up. I can ruin it for you, yeah. That's mad, but I, I, it's mind-blowing that, isn't it? Yeah. No, it is for, yeah, nine years old. Like, yeah, wow. put it into perspective. You're not even allowed to be a member at your club till you're eight. Change that now. You know, you have to be a member at West Langs until you're eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? But yeah, good luck to her. Yeah. 
one to watch, might I add. Right then, right it then. is back. It's week two of the May Order of Merit. I am sitting fifth. Thank you very much. Well done. Didn't check where you was, but you're below me. <laughs> um, TPC Craig Ranch in Texas. Final stop on the PJ Tour before the PJ Champs. They've changed. They, obviously, it's the third year or second year that they've added a Craig Ranch. It only, it only, it's only new. 2004, they yeah. re- remade it. But then they've changed it from a par 72 to a 7,414-yard par 71. What they've done is they've changed the par 5 12th hole from a 547-yard par 5 into a 493-yard par 4. Okay. That's one change. Just before we go any further, I'm basing my picks on past performances, driving accuracy, greens and regulation. Approach and putting, but that's basically a, a whole of golf day, really. But well, I'm I'm basing mine on driving distance because this is basically a birdie fest, isn't it? It's a, it's it's the example of a bomb and gouge, really. Do you know what I mean? If you're getting the ball down there, the fairways are massive. It's very generous off the tee. So are you going for length? I'm going for length, yeah. Um, but I'm also going for birdies as well. Just a, got... before we go on to pick, sorry, just a field note. Adam Wise is back. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. So, he, and he said, golf is just as much a mental game as it is a physical skill. The mental piece has been a struggle for me recently, and he's also a winner here in 2018. Well, that's why he dropped out the Masters, didn't he? <clears throat> that's a, yeah, so just to, nice to mention his mental health's back on. And it's good track. that he's, you know, that just reiterates the point about Wyndham Clark, doesn't it? Mm. What we mentioned earlier in the pod, he's, he's spent so much time on the mental approach, and yeah. he turns around and wins after exactly, so yeah. many years on tour. Um. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler's back in the field, being being in his in his hometown. You'd expect expect yeah. him to be there. Jason Day and Jordan Spieth will be wanting to right the wrongs of missing the cut last week. Jordan Spieth isn't playing. He's he was, he pulled out with a wrist injury. Oh, did he? Yeah, it's another field note. Okay, well, didn't know that. Well, yeah, a good job I didn't pick him then. <clears throat> Have you? No, I didn't. Oh. No. no, I was thinking of no. Yeah. When did he pull out recently? Yeah, today, yeah. You've been up the wall, haven't you? It's been, been a long all day, that. yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, wrist injury. I hope we, like, it's not too serious because there's how do you think this around is, the corner. How do you think this is going to impact KH Lee, the change then? Because basically, the first two years being there, he's won both of the money. So. I know. Well, I was going to pick him. I really was. I was looking at three-peats, like Hovland had the chance to do a three-peat, Sam Baines had the chance to do a three-peat, someone else has got a chance to do a three-peat later on in the year, which I can't... Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler. He done it, Scotty Scheffler at the Waste Management. Yeah, and the last person to do it was Steve Stricker at the John Deere, and there's only nine people who've ever done it, and seven of them are Hall of Famers, so... So you're going to say, and seven of them are Tiger Woods? Well, I probably, yeah, well, Tiger's obviously done it, but... Seven of them are Hall of Famers, so it's like the three peats, not a, not a, yeah, no mean feat. No, I get it, yeah. But no, I, haven't, I haven't picked them either. No, I thought we were both <laughs> like, no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, do you know what I've done? Consistency is key in this game, yeah. No, it is, yeah. I've kept the same picks apart from one. Well, do you know what? It's like having a fantasy team, it's your team, isn't it? Yeah, like you get to know them, you get to see what they're up to, you see the form. So, yeah, I spoke last week about these players. So, last week, Dylan Wu was in pot three and Carson Young was in pot four. They've moved up pots now. 
because there's only 10 in the top 40 in the world. Well, yeah. there'll be nine now that Jordan Speets um, with Joe, so nine of the top 40 in the world in the field this week. Pot one, I've gone Jason Day. Right. I think his form before going into last week was, was really positive. With the distance, he gets it out there. He's one of the longest on tour. But one thing that did get get me to sway the towards him was not his performance last week, but it was more he's 11th in strokes gained putting. So we know what he's like, TT Green. And with this being a birdie fest and quite wide fairways, bigger greens, I think somebody who puts as well as him can go low round here. So yeah. that was me reason for picking John Ram this week. I mean... <laughs> oh, my God, that was... That was because I was thinking of yeah, piece of shit putting contest. Put <laughs> <laughs> the fucking rolled that off the tongue any better, shouldn't I? <laughs> that was perfect. Huh? Jason Day, I've gone for Jason Day. Right, okay. Long day, long, long day. Jason. So I've gone for. I thought you were gonna pick this fella. I've gone for your boy, Tom Kim. Tom Kim. Have you? Yeah. yeah. He did 15th, play well last week, didn't he? Yeah, 15th in the FedEx, 19th in the world, 18 to 1. Strokes gained 22nd. Uh, driving accuracy is second. Strokes gained approach is 15. So and his total driving 13th. And his greens and regulation is 11th. So he's up and around the stats. The only thing that's been letting him down is his putting. He's 69th in putting average and he's 89th in puts per round. And that is why I'm picking Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> 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 uh, no, Tom Kim Tom Kim's my man yeah struggling with the putter and you're yeah. going for him yeah yeah I know okay interesting one it was that either him or KH Lee and I just or Scotty Scheffler but I thought everyone's going to pick Scotty Scheffler yeah like no, no you know doesn't really know golf <laughs> <laughs> um, part two I've gone Dylan Wu like I said obviously same stats as as last week This it, the same thing applies this week and last week is a much tougher course, and he finished 21st. So I think form-wise, he is on the verge. He had a second round, six under, around Quail Hollow. This is obviously a much easier course to score on. He's in top. He was 37th in bogey avoidance last week. He's now 33rd, I think, I've seen, in bogey avoidance. So he doesn't make many mistakes. It's just, again, whether he can get that putter rolling. I've gone for the, the same boy, Dylan Wu. So I've gone for the most, like, I've, I'm just, like, playing catch-up here. Like, and so I'm, ch- I'm changing my whole strategy. These stats are, like, bang average, middle of the pack, just missing the cut in every one. But I've gone for him anyway. Why? I just, when I was looking and I just, I was thinking, like, yeah, he's made a cut in the last three events. Like, but he's finished like top forties, like thirty. I think he's had a forty or thirty, tied forty third and the thirty ninth or something. But I don't know. He, he was just really standing out to me. Nate Lashley. I've gone for strokes gain like ninetieth, seventy seventh approach. Strokes gain put on ninety first, eightieth driving accuracy. It's like it's all mediocre. I'm just thinking if he could tighten all that up. So one week only. Out. Nate Lashley, mate, you could be like on your way to a victory. Interesting. Um, I've just gone for a few random picks just to, like just to get me ahead of the game. I just want to beat you, really. 
<laughs> you need to be better than that. Then I'm going for the statistical approach every week, and I'm ahead of you. So I know I've gone again, same pick as last week, Carson Young. Carson I think Young. the reasons I picked them last week, you know, similar to to why I'm picking them this week. Really, form playing well. He had was it three top twenties, two top twenties in his last two starts before missing the cut last week. He missed the cut on the button. Um, made plenty of birdies on a tough track, but then obviously made a bit few too many mistakes. So making birdies is not a problem for Carson Young and Round here. I think, as we know, that's what you need. So if he can bring the form that he's had over the last month, we could have a um, high point score in part three for me there. So just I've just stuck with me guns for them. No, first it's good. Yeah. Like, Jason I, I, Day, like Dylan you know Willen. me, I get when I used to pick all madness. Like I just. I get I get bored and I want to get I want to try something yeah. different. Just like when I go betting, right? I go on what odds, Paddy, and just find the maddest thing and just put a ten <laughs> on it. Just because I like to like yeah. watch it and see what's happening. So this is like a what odds what odds, Paddy. This I've gone for Chad Ramey. Okay, top ten at the Zurich, thirty fifth last week. Is putting he's twenty ninth. His driving accuracy he's sixty ninth. And he was leading at the players as well. And, yeah, one, and he was playing well. And his strokes gained one hundred forty third. So he's definitely got game in him. Shout out at home about, but it's he's definitely got game in him. Yeah, it's one of them. It's like no one else is picking them to players if they do well. And you know what? It's it it is tough, isn't it? Because and, but it's tough. Or any of them can win. Yeah, yeah. Nobody picked Wyndham Clark last week. Exactly. What the pot stats, was he in? Two or three? Pot two. Yeah. His his stats just didn't add up to winning that That's it. on that track. Anyone can can turn up on any day and win. They can all shoot 62. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pot four. Don't know much about this guy. I'll be completely honest with you. Never seen him before in my life before. <laughs> seeing his name, <laughs> honestly. Trevor Cohn, his name is. What? I've got no background What's on him. middle name, Traffic. <laughs> Ice cream, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, sixth in driving distance. Gets it out there, 315.6 yards. 44th in greens in regulation at 67.8%. And 32nd in his approach from over 200 yards. And par fives are gettable. So yeah. approaching number two, your second shot on par fives, he could pick up the odd eagle, etc. So I think as a pot four, as far as he gets it out there and his percentage of greens in regulation, I think... He's gonna have a lot of birdie puts and potentially some eagle puts as well. So just as a pot four, it was slim pickings, but I'd, yeah, I've went for distance as part of me. I've went for consistency for the first three pots, and I've just gone for statistics with um, driving distance and accuracy from, in particular, over two hundred yards. And those greens and regulation stats were good. Yeah, I've gone for the two thousand and nineteen winner of this event, not having the best of seasons. But he's twenty third in putting average. That was his highlight of his stats, really. Sung Kang. Yeah, yeah, he has so, he has dropped in form, but he's got he's that he's like seven hundred seventh in the world at the minute. He's two hundred sixth in the FedEx. He's having a mare, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with your thoughts? Do you know what? Like, I might regret this, but you know what? Like, like this worked for me. <laughs> this worked. When I went with all, I've been going with stats, proper full-on stats searching, and it just hasn't been happening for me. So I'm starting to see my stats. Like you've when, had one good week. Do no, not no, get off no, your high horse no. now. I haven't had, and I'll, and you can check this fact. Check this. 
I haven't had one player who's missed the cut by more than two shots. So when my when my players have missed the cut, they've been on the button. This is my first week I've had a pot one miss cut, and pot two and pot three both made the cut. So Jason Day has no right to miss the cut last week. No right whatsoever. So that was potentially pot one, pot two, pot three made cut. Dylan Wu's pot three was one shot of finishing in the top 20, which would have got me a load of points. I was absolutely flying at one point last week. Well, I hope, I don't know, but whatever happens, it's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. Because if I do boss, it's I'll like... fucking fuming. Then it's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. And the other, the other thinking was, Nuggie's won, and he doesn't look, he doesn't know anything about the stats. Yeah. And when I used to pick Ryman nice names. Yeah, but you can only be lucky for so long. No, no, you can't. No, there is still a bit of thought into it. It's not like I've just winged the names out of a pot and just done it. Sounds like you have. No, I haven't. I've, I've researched them, like, you know what I mean? I'm joking. Yeah, okay. Well, let's see what comes of it then. Let's see what comes of it. As always, enjoy the golf, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you all soon. Ciao. Thank you.